honor and a privilege to stand before you to break the bread of life. We are continuing this series of John. And when we closed last week, we left off with Jesus telling them that I am the light of the world. And some believed. So this passage that we pick up, we pick it up as Jesus is talking to those who, who had believed. As I was preparing, I shared with Dave that this was hard, a hard saying. The stuff that Jesus was coming along and saying was hard to the people because Jesus was changing their way of thinking, their way of doing things, and he said to them earlier that I am the bread of life. And he's signifying that, you know, you got to eat me. You got to have me. You got to, you got to have all that I am. And, and when Jesus begins to talk like that, it, it kind of messes up their way of thinking. I know if someone walked up to me and told me that they were the bread of life and I had to eat them, I would be messed up for the rest of the day. <laughs> so can you imagine yeah. Jesus yeah. walking up and he's saying this and, and it's just, it's confusing to them but it's stuff that they need to hear. I heard somebody say, it's hard, but it's right. And so it's necessary that Jesus talks to them. So if we look at verse 31, we see that Jesus says to the Jews who had believed him, if you abide in me, in my words, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Jesus says, if, if you abide in my words, you are my disciples. If, if you abide in my word, Jesus is saying here that if you will just make your residence here, if you would just allow my word to saturate you, if you will live in my word, you are my disciples, truly my disciples, and you will Know the truth, and the truth will set you free. It is something about hearing the word of God that is so powerful. James tells us not to be a forgetful hearer. There's nothing bothered me more with my children than telling them to do something. And then as time go on, you ask them, why didn't you do what I told you to do? And they say, I forgot. I, look, look, I don't know about y'all, but that bothers me. When I tell you to do something, I ask you to do something, and you know you got clear instructions. I ask you, do you understand what I have asked you to do? You say yes, and then you don't do it, and your only excuse is, I forgot. We cannot be forgetful hearers when it comes to the word of God. He says here, if you abide, if you stay in my word, if, if you allow my word to, to overtake you, to be the place where you remain, you are truly my disciples. I don't know about you, but that is not something that I want to forget. I don't want to forget that I need to abide in his word. Why? Because the, you will become true. You, he, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. 
when we come in contact with the Lord, we are not the same. 2 Corinthians 5 tells us that if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Behold, the old things have passed away. All things have become new. Light and darkness cannot coexist. There's no darkness in this world that can overcome the light of the world, which is Jesus Christ. And when we allow his word to abide in us, his word abides, we become free. Do you know what free means? Free means that nothing has you bound. You cannot be spiritually free and spiritually bound at the same time. Oh, y'all can say amen to that one. You cannot be tied up spiritually and free spiritually at the same time. That is good to know. Even so much that when Jesus tells them that they're going to be free, they respond to him like these with words, we, we, we of Abraham. We ain't never been in bondage. We free. Truth is, they were free. They, 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 they were free at the moment. They were physically free, but that's not what Jesus was talking about. He was talking about spiritual freedom. You know, when I think about it, they wanted to be free simply based on their heritage, based on who they know. They wanted to be free because they were connected to Abraham, not because Jesus was coming and telling them words that was going to make them free. Do you realize that you may know me and not be free? Hey Amen. You, you can know me and not be free. You can know your grandmama who knows Jesus and not be free. Just because your grandma free don't make you free. You got to know him for yourself. And so this is what he's saying. I'm trying to offer you a freedom that nobody can take from you. I'm trying to offer you a freedom that while you may be physically in change, you are spiritually free. That's a good feeling. That's a good feeling to know that, that, that you are spiritually free. Physically, there may not have been any changes in their life. They look like us. They, they go through stuff. But the truth is, when you are spiritually free, there is no guilt or shame associated with sin when it comes to you. See, the devil has a way of working, and he tries to have us think about our sin. And our sin holds us. Our sin keeps us from being free. As human beings... We have no power over sin. Amen. 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 He's talking to them. He's telling them that he is going, if you will know the truth, what is the truth? That Jesus is the way, that Jesus is the life, and Jesus is the truth. If, if, if you know what he's saying, if you listen to the words that he's saying, if you listen to the stuff that he says that I am the bread of life, I am the light of the world, if you, if you receive that stuff, you will know the truth. Amen. And that's the only thing that, that's going to get us free is the truth. See, once sin grabs a hold of us, sin will take us farther than we want to go. It will keep us longer than we want it to stay. And he is saying, I'm trying to give you a word that will set you free. Listen to what he says in verse 34. 
Verse 34, Jesus answered them, truly I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. Are, are, are y'all with me? Jesus answered, truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. Everyone. Everyone who practices sin, that includes me, you, black, white, rich, poor, famous, the infamous. Listen, slave is your master. Even when we live in the land of the free, we can still be slaves to sin. That's all of us. All of us. All of us who practice sin, that uh, we are a slave to sin. Now, here's the good thing I want us to know about being in a world that's trapped with sin. It's actually not a good thing, but at the end, you realize why it's good. Sin is like a hamster in a cage. The hamster can look out the cage and he can see freedom and he wants to obtain that freedom. So what does a hamster do? He get on his wheel and he begins to run and he begins to run and run and run and run and after a while, the hamster has made no progress. It's just like us. We see freedom. We know where we are. It's not the right place. But we try within our own power to reach that freedom. If the hamster is going to get any freedom, the owner is going to have to come, open the cage, and put the hamster on the ground so the hamster can run away to freedom. Just like us. If we're going to be free, it's because God is going to set us free. We can do nothing to be free. We just like that hamster. We see freedom, and all we're doing is running and running and running, and we're making no progress outside of Jesus Christ. Only way that we're going to be free is to know the truth, because the truth will set us free. Now, there is this joy that's in freedom, because a slave, as a slave, you only do what you're supposed to do to keep the master off your back. Y'all acting like y'all, y'all not with me there? What about your job? There's things that you don't want to do, but because you need what the master got, you do those things. Look, look, they may tell you to clean the floor. You really don't want to clean the floor, but Friday is coming. And he got something that you want on Friday. So you get down and you clean the floor. Listen, I, I know it don't sound. Nobody want to think that they're a slave to the boss, but the truth is. I like this crowd over here. They, 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 they with me. You may not want to do it, but he got what you need. So you're going to do what he say. See, that's what a slave does. But when you've been born again and you're a son of God, you do what he says do because you love him. 
you know there's benefits connected to him, but you don't do it because you, can, you think if I do this, I'll keep myself out of this, or I'll keep myself out of that. You say, I know I'm useless. I know I can't do anything. I need God to help me. So when you've been born again, when he says do this, you do that. That's us. That, listen, at least that ought to be us. We ought not be here today in church, in this gathering, this place of worship, just so we can say, I went to church. I went because I got to be somewhere between 9 and 11 today. Hello? That, that, that ought not be our story. We ought to be in this place worshiping because we know who God is. Because he has set us free. He has made a way out of no way that I am lost without him, that I can do nothing on my own. Do you realize that I can't stand here if he doesn't empower me? I can't open my mouth to allow words to come out if he does not give me strength, if he does not allow the signal to go from my brain to my mouth. I'll stand here and just try. In my mind, I can be thinking about what I want to say, but it can never come forth. There's a freedom that is connected to Christ. I want us to see that the truth will set us free. So there was this, this man who was in a foreign country, and he got a chance to come to the United States. He was living in a war-torn country, and he got here in the United States, and he began to move around, and he was looking at the beautiful places in the United States, and that day, as it began to get dark, he looked at his watch, and it was close to the time of a curfew that he had in his old country. And he, it was close to the time of the curfew. So the first person that he saw, he went to the man, and he said, Sir, I need you to get me back to my hotel. I don't want to be out after the curfew. And the guy was like, what do you mean it's a curfew? There's no curfew. You, you, you're in the United States. You, you're in a place of freedom. There's, there's no curfew. And the man said, you mean to tell me that I don't have to worry about things happening to me? He said, no, no, no. There's no curfew here. And see, for us who have been born again, we're so busy worrying about the old life. We're so busy worrying about what used to happen and the punishment that was tied to who we used to be that we don't appreciate the freedom that we have now in Jesus Christ. There's no curfew for the believer. God has set us free. So he's talking to him. He's talking to him. He's trying to tell him about their freedom. And, and they're still stuck and they're saying that, well, what are you talking about? This freedom. We, we belong to Abraham. We have Abraham. We're offsprings of Abraham. We're free. I'm trying to, I hope I painted a picture, y'all, that we're free. Yeah. So now Jesus got to really talk to them. Yeah. He got to talk to them and tell them. Abraham, they say Abraham's our father. Jesus say, no, he ain't. <laughs> if, he, if Abraham was your daddy, You'll do what he did. But you, like your daddy, who's the father of lies because the truth's not in him. uh, 
I don't, I don't know how it is in all cultures, but, but where I'm from, almost one of the worst things you can do is tell somebody they just like their daddy when their daddy ain't no good. <laughs> Hello? You going to grow up? You going to be just like your daddy. If your daddy ain't no good. So what Jesus was saying to them, y'all ain't like Abraham. You just like your daddy. And your daddy is no good. Uh, are y'all with me? He, he's talking about they were like their father, the devil. Children of God, when we have been set free, it's an honor to be just like your daddy. I know you do. If you've been set free, you just like your daddy. That's, listen, that's shouting stuff if I was somewhere else. That's shouting stuff right there. You know, there, there was a man, and my daddy came in a few minutes ago, and I'm, I'm happy to see you, Pops. So there was this man that I did not know that knows my daddy. And he said, boy, when I, uh, when I told him who I was, I said, I am Willie Addison Jr. I always have to say junior because there's a senior. So I'm Willie Addison Jr. He said, boy, I don't know you, but if you got an ounce of your daddy in you, you a good man. He says, if you got an ounce of your daddy in you, you're a good man. Now, that's what one man said to me. But I have a sister. I have one sister and one brother. And my sister often tells me, you just like daddy. <laughs> so I don't know which one is good. But, but when you begin to talk about God, the father, and if you want to say I'm just like my daddy, I wear it as a badge of honor because I am just like my daddy. So Jesus is talking to them. He's letting them know, y'all, uh, listen, no, 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 no. If you were like Abraham, you would do like Abraham did. You would have faith like Abraham had. You would walk like he walked. You would talk like he walked, but you're not like him. You're just like your father, the devil. Abraham did not stagger at the promises of God. Even when it seemed impossible, Abraham trusts God. That's what children who've been set free, you trust God even when it don't look like it. Even when, when, when it looks like this could never happen, you trust him anyway. Why? Because your father has all power in his hands. That's, there, there, there's a blessing. So now they go and they're talking they're talking about Jesus. They're, they're trying to make Jesus a uh, demon. They're trying to say that Jesus is, is only, he is talking about himself being good. So Jesus says, wait a minute, let, let me help y'all out. Let me help y'all out. I got power, the authority from my father. So what, what I'm saying to you, it ain't from me, it's from my daddy. Share this, share this with you really quick and I'm moving on because I really want to get down to this last part here. My dad had an illness um, a couple years back 
And he, he had to go to the doctor and he was, had to spend a couple days in the hospital. And I was there with him. And, and as he began, the doctor began to ask questions, I was in the room. Like a good son, I began to answer my daddy questions. And the doctor looked at me. He said, I need your father to answer the questions. So my daddy looked up at the doctor. He said, that's my son. That's Willie Addison Jr. He can answer for me. Listen, what my daddy did, he gave me, listen to me, don't be fooled. Don't get, don't get too happy. He gave me limited authority. As long as I'm in this hospital bed, you get to talk to them people about me. But when I get on my feet, son, I want it all back. Are y'all with me? That's limited authority he gave me. So those four days that he was there, I handled his authority. Whatever I said was like it was coming from him because I had limited authority. What Jesus is says is that my father has given me all authority. So who I set free is free indeed. Yeah, look, that's good stuff right there. That's good, yeah, yeah, you need to nod because Jesus ain't working on his own. He's working on the authority that his father has given him and his father has given him all authority and whom he set free is free indeed. Yeah, that's, that's clapping stuff right there. Watch this. Is anybody here glad they've been set free? Listen, you know what you used to do. You know where he's brought you from. Now I'm going to ask that question again. Is anybody here glad that they're free? So, so after he tells them that they're free and he wants them to know that you are just like your daddy, the devil. So now, now they, they still mad at Jesus. Yeah, they, they, they really, they really, they really like who, who do you think you are? What you mean telling us that we are in bondage? He says, they ask him. Now, we're going to skip down to about verse 52. Jews said to him, now we know that you have a demon. Mm-hmm. Abraham died as the prophet. Yet, you say, if anyone keeps my words, he will never taste death. Again, y'all, they stuck in the physical. They stuck in the physical because Jesus is clearly talking about spiritual stuff. Are you greater than our father, Abraham? Listen, they stuck on Abraham being their daddy. After Jesus done told them, he ain't y'all daddy. They still right here. Are you greater than Abraham, our, our, our father, Abraham, who died and the prophets uh, died? Who do you make yourself out to be? Jesus answered, if I glorify myself, my glory is nothing. It is my Father who glorifies me, of whom you say is our God. But have you not known him? But you have not known him. I know him. If I were to say that I do not know him, I would be a liar like you. But I do know him, and I keep his word. Listen to this. For your father Abraham rejoiced that he would see 
my day. He saw it and was glad. How, how does Abraham get to see Jesus this day and Abraham has died? How does this happen? How does this happen? How does this happen like telling me that, that, that my great, great, great granddaddy saw me when it didn't happen? It, did, it didn't happen. Abraham didn't see the manifested Jesus. But what he saw was when he was getting ready to sacrifice Isaac. They were getting ready to go up for the sacrifice. And they had all the stuff ready for the sacrifice. And Isaac looked at his daddy. He said, Daddy, wait a minute, wait a minute. He said, I see the wood. I see the fire, but I don't see no lamb. Mm-hmm. He, he said, Daddy, where, where, where's the lamb? What did Abraham say? The Lord himself will provide. So what he said, he will provide himself a lamb. So what he was saying, why he couldn't see it in the natural. God showed him something in the spiritual that God will provide for himself a lamb. Watch this. God promised Abraham that he would be the father of many nations. He, his descendants would be like the, the sand on the beach, the stars. If Just like the stars was innumerable, so would his offsprings be. Listen, here is Abraham, an old man. He's 100 years old. Sarah is 99, 90 years old. And guess what? They ain't got no children. In our culture, if we see on the news that a 90-year-old lady giving birth, I don't know about y'all, but I want to meet her. Listen, because she is past the age of childbearing stuff. So you know that has to be of God. You might want to talk to her because she's been in contact with the Almighty because she's gotten to a place where all the odds are against her. But when you know God, the odds against you. But God on your side, you are the majority. You are in the best situation. So here it is. Abraham, he, he, he didn't doubt God. He didn't, he, listen, listen, you know, he had a moment where they laughed. You know, because that thing is funny. And that, that, I, mean, that, I mean, hey, man, I would have had to laugh. You come in and tell me that next year this time we're going to have a baby, man, get on out of here. Get on, get on. Some of y'all feel me, y'all. Come in there and tell you you're going to have, man, get on out of here. We don't got three and three is enough. I'm 75 years old. I don't want no more babies. <laughs> listen, listen. You at the stage where you're enjoying the grandkids. Amen. Hmm? You get to send them home when you get tired. <laughs> but when you they mama, they got to stay there with you even when you're tired. Amen. So here it is, here it is, here it is. I'm, I'm, I'm closing now. No. Yeah, I'm finished, I'm finished. <laughs> I'm finished. So... They look at him and so the Jews said to him, 
What do you mean? Abraham would have been glad to see your day. You're not even 50 years old yet. Talking to Jesus now, you know that 50, well, that was a full-grown man. You know, you, you become a full-grown man at 50. So they was looking at Jesus now. Anybody know anything about Bible? Know that in the natural, he, was only, he only lived to be 33. So I'm not even trying to guess how old he was at this point. But what I'm saying is, what they were saying to him was that you ain't old enough to talk about Abraham saw you. That Abraham was glad to see your day. You're not old enough. You haven't been around long enough. It's kind of like you telling a story from 50 years ago if you ain't 50. I remember, and you begin to tell this story, and somebody in the room say, hold up. You ain't old enough to tell that story. So what Jesus said to him was, let, let me help y'all. Because before Abraham was... I am. Uh, no, 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 no. Not I was. I am. So what he's saying is that I am what I am. I, listen, before there was light, I am. Before there was fish in the sea, I am. Before, watch this, before a cat was a cat and a dog was a dog, I am. So Jesus is saying to them that I am no Johnny come lately. I ain't just show up on the scene. I was here in the beginning. And I am, listen, we got it in the word that the, the, in the beginning was the word. The word was God. Listen, the word was with God and the word was God. Then if you go down a couple of verses, it says that the word became flesh and dwelt among us. So what he's saying is that I am who I say that I am. So what I need us to understand that if you have been set free, you are free indeed, and you ain't got to worry about Jesus because Jesus was here in the beginning. He's the Alpha and the Omega, and he's everything in between. Now, let me tell you this story. In New York, there is a lady and she stands and she holds this torch. And there's some words that says, give me your tie, give me your poor, give me your huddle, your masses. And, and, and it says, just bring, bring, send me the homeless, send me, send me them all. And this lady is the Lady Liberty. Down at her feet there are chains and the chains are, are broken. And it says, send us your broken and your bruised because... I will provide light and freedom for them. And, and, and everybody sees the Statue of Liberty and it, and it means something and it, and it makes us happy. But I need you to understand that there's somebody that's greater than the Statue of Liberty. There's somebody that from the beginning of the time that's been saying, come unto me. All ye who are heavy laden. Uh, are you listening to me? And I will give you rest. There's somebody from the beginning of the time that says, come to me and I will set you free. So when Jesus says that you will know the truth and the truth will set you free, you need to know that he's saying that if we abide in his word, there's something connected to him and he wants us to be free. I don't know about y'all but I want to be free. So that sign, that one that's saying, come unto me. Today is a mighty good day. 
to come unto him. Let us.